Howdy. Welcome to CCC Hardcore, best spot on internet to find stories from the California Conservation Corps. I'm your host, George Parker, former Backcountry Corps member, Del Norte crew leader, Delta C1. And you are going to hear stories of the CCC here. And we do that in a couple of ways. Uh, the most common way, uh, as we'll be doing today, we play interviews with the Cormers themselves to get their stories about what they're doing, what they've learned, what they've experienced. So if you're a former Corps member and you want to tell your story from the CCC, uh, I'll be giving contact information later about how you can get in touch with me to tell your story. I'm also going to be putting together stories about the Conservation Corps, about the California Conservation Corps. Uh, you'll be hearing about different programs from the CCC. In addition to backcountry trails, we'll be talking firefighters, energy, fisheries, all kinds of stuff. And we're going to be putting together stories about CCC centers, places where the corners lived and worked. Um, I've got a um, a story started about the old Tehama Fire Center. Uh, I talked to three great people uh, way too long ago. I'm overdue on getting that story out to the blog, but uh, I'm getting it together, and, and uh, I'll put it on the blog, and I'll talk about it here on the podcast. So with that said, we've got a lot of ground to cover today, so let's get to the first interview. So your name is? My name is Isaiah Van Dyke. Okay, and you are on which crew? The 2018 Kings Canyon crew. Okay, and what did you do before the backcountry? Before the backcountry, I did a lot of things, actually. I used to be a core member at Greenwood. I was a uh, chainsaw specialist on one of their fuel reduction crews. Okay. Was was with them for about two years. And then I timed out, went to Davy Tree. Davy Tree didn't really work out, though, because um, I almost ended up in a chipper. Ooh. And then uh, after that, I went back to my um, cell tower job with... Uh, they used to be called Champion Telecom, but now they go by Maverick Technologies. Mm -hmm. They specialize in mobile cell sites, so I was like going to like you know like concerts and uh, special events, setting up mobile cell sites, and I was a climber for them. Okay. Um, so what made you want to try the backcountry? Um, I originally wanted to try the backcountry back in 2016 when I saw Carlson's uh, infamous YouTube video about how challenging the backcountry was going to be and how miserable you'll be and at the end it'll be like the most rewarding experience of your life. So I joined the Seas to get in the backcountry in 2016 but I joined April 4th so I had already missed all the interviews and selections. I applied for 2017 and uh, got in but I had some family issues so I decided to withdraw my name and and just see what I can, what would come next. Okay. Which I got on Kings Canyon 2018. So did you hire through AmeriCorps or Seas? I hired through AmeriCorps. Okay. Because uh, I'd already timed out. Right. Okay. All right. So where did you go in Kings Canyon? Well, we started off at Lewis Creek was our front country camp. It was a pretty nice camp. We had a full kitchen, hot showers, but everyone preferred to bathe in the creek. We did like a lot of like brushing maintenance down there, like in the front country, like we did Zumwalt Meadow, Don Cecil, Hotel Lewis, and uh, Comb Creek. Mm -hmm. At Comb Creek, we also did a, it was our first rock project. It was a big reroute because they had a, a huge just blowout last year from the uh, the high water. I put in like a seven, seven step staircase, and my mm -hmm. friend Rosetta put in like a 12 or 13 tier, multi tier wall just to hold in the crush for my steps. All right. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite project? My favorite project probably 
was uh, when we were at our last camp at Charlotte Lake, and uh, we were rerouting a section of the PCT. We put in like an additional switchback because the regular trail was just basically just went straight uphill and then into some switchbacks. And that was cool. I got to basically work by myself for a little bit, putting in a um, like a 40-foot single-tier wall. And that was probably okay. my favorite part. Well, cool. Well, uh, what kind of places did you see, like on weekends and stuff? So I went <clears throat> kind of all over. Um, in the front country, I got into I got into Granite Basin. So that was a and uh, Granite Pass, and we got to see the Monarch Divide. So that was like a 20-mile uh, round trip. Mm-hmm. Zoom Walt Meadow, um, par- like Lower Paradise, Upper Paradise. Mm-hmm. And then once we got into the back country, we got to go to Lake Reflection, which is a cross-country section. And uh, got to do a lot of peaks like Mount Brewer, Bago, University, and then eventually we hiked out over Whitney. All right. I think my favorite place in the back country had to have been when we went to go see your old camp oh, okay. uh, that your son like tried to get to for like four months <laughs> uh, right. down at Baxter. Okay, cool. What was the biggest challenge you had? Biggest challenge I had was um, I have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard um, right, getting letters out. And uh, when I received letters, I'd, it would take me like an hour just to <laughs> decipher everything and try mm-hmm. to make sense of it. So that was really tough. Um, fortunately, I had a lot of friends on the crew who would give some time to dictate letters back to family and friends. Okay, all right. We're just working, working together like a family, huh? Yeah. Right on. Um, so where do you go from here? Well, I'm hoping to... Well, I am going to travel for a little bit. I want to see my sister up in Canada. Uh, she's doing marine biology at a Trinity Western University. They have their own island. So. Oh, wow. So they have a really good marine biology program. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm probably going to hop on state parks in the Bay Area district. My old red hat from the seas is actually somewhat in charge of uh, the trail crews. Okay. So uh, I can probably get in pretty easy there. Okay. And then I want to go back to Kings in the summer. All right. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything during the season that took you by surprise? Yeah, there was a few things. First off... Uh, I thought all my gear would hold up. Like a week into our second camp, my full pack broke. You know, I bought the brand new Gregory Baltoro, and the uh, the frame literally snapped in half at the uh, lower back. So I would get, be getting stabbed by the frame, mm-hmm. and my backpack would just ride up to my upper back, mm-hmm. which was not good. I had to do I had to do the, the last camp move with that thing. Oh boy! Uh, my a solo TPS is blow blew out. One of the soles completely fell off. Is it so? That's a boot. Yeah. Okay. My tent, the zipper broke. The rainflyer just busted. Yeah. Um, so pretty much everything I had, even my even my personal stuff like my fly rod, mm-hmm. like my reel broke too. Oh man, backcountry conditions are notoriously tough on equipment. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. Um, I would say anyone who is looking to get into this program, definitely do it before it's too late. Because uh, this experience changed my life, mm-hmm. and has changed. I know it's changed countless others. Yeah. Like I've made lifelong friends, like your son, who was on the crew, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just 
go after it. All right. Um, how would you define too late? You said go for it before it's too late. Um, there's an there's an age gap. Okay. It's 18 to 26. Okay. So if you're 26 and you're thinking about doing this, get that application in as soon All as right. you can. All right. Well, thanks a lot. That was Isaiah Van Dyke with the 2018 Kings Canyon crew. And you heard him talk about how hard a backcountry season can be on equipment. Uh, and this would be a good spot for me to say that the views expressed on this podcast um, are those of the host and the guests and do not represent those of the CCC or its sponsors. And I'll have more to say about that later. But uh, yeah, Isaiah was right. Uh a summer on a trail crew can be very hard on equipment because the equipment is being used every day. It's being used in a, in a manner that most equipment's not really designed for. I mean, the tent is being used every day from the end of April through into through through the end of September. Backpacks are being used every day all summer uh, without let up, and so a summer on a backcountry trail crew is. It's a good testing for product, and some works better than others. And you know, the, the, the brands that you heard Isaiah mentioned, maybe they work great for other people, um, but that was Isaiah's personal experience with those. Uh, you also heard Isaiah mention <laughs> they found my old campsite. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I was a former backcountry cormorer, and I did a season with NPS in Kings Canyon, and our camp in 1989 was on Baxter Creek, which isn't far from where the 2018 Kings Canyon crew uh, finished their summer. So they were able to hike over Glen Pass and go check out our old work sites. And so that was some pretty cool intergenerational stuff. So, your name? Uh, Maggie Jones. Okay, and you were on which crew? Shasta Trinity. Shasta Trinity. What did you do before the backcountry? Ooh, um, for the first two years, or the two years directly before the backcountry, I was um, mostly watching a kid and um, being a being a mom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Before that, I was working on a vegetable farm. Okay. So, yeah. so what made you decide? I mean, how did you find out about the program? I actually found out about the program like five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I had gone to Burning Man for the first year, and when I came back, I decided that I didn't want to go into debt to go to school, and so I was looking for outdoor jobs. Mm -hmm. And I found it then and knew I wanted to do it then, but a series of events meant I had to postpone it until now. Okay. And the time was just right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, so where were you at in the Trinities? Oh, gosh. Um, we had... Most of our time was spent at uh, Union Creek. Mm -hmm. um, and before that, we spent a month at Goldfield Campground. So we spent the first four months around Coffee Creek. And then afterwards, we moved uh, out to Hobo Gulch. And we mm -hmm. spent about a month, a month there, three weeks, something mm -hmm. like that. Okay. What kind of work did you do? Oh, goodness. Um, we did... At the beginning and the end, a lot of logouts and general trail maintenance. Okay. Um, so what did that involve? Yeah, so, so logouts, you're using a manual crosscut saw, and usually you're in a team of three uh, to cut out logs over maybe a foot or 18 inches in diameter, mm -hmm. or, or chopping them out with a flasky or yeah. a double bit or single bit or whatever. No, a manual crosscut saw, is that's mm -hmm. one from the old movies that's got 
it's a big like bar with somebody uh-huh. on each side uh-huh. and you're like seesawing it back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah, that takes a particular talent to use, huh? Yes, it does. It's a lot of communication um, that isn't necessarily all verbal with your partner. And, okay. and so you really have to, a good crosscut partner, uh, you'll get married to. So. Okay. All right. Um, so what kind of places did you go? Things did you see on the weekends? Oh, goodness. Um, usually we went to lakes. Um, we were really, really fortunate in that we were, uh, for the most of our time, we had a lot of really good lakes to mm-hmm. visit. Um, so one of one of my favorites is actually one of the ones that's closest to our camp is Lion Lake. Mm-hmm. And it's just this beautiful little lake. You have to climb up a super steep uh, hill to get there. Um, but when you come out over the pass, you can look down and you see the lake and you look up and you see Shasta. And wow. it's just, it's a beautiful view. Wow. Um, what challenges did you have over the summer? <laughs> um, the work's challenging. Um, the work's really, really difficult physically. Uh, but the most challenging part, I think, above all, is is the community and the social life. And continuing to practice patience and compassion even when you're dog-tired and you've been like just completely worn thin either by, by work or by by other people already and you're just like okay I'm over it mm-hmm. but you know choosing to be patient or choosing to have compassion yeah. even beyond that is that was definitely um, the biggest challenge for me and something that I learned you know okay. we can all work more on alright cool um, were there any surprises for you over the summer mm. like when you think about the when you think about going and you talk to people you have certain ideas of what it's going to be like and then you get there and you're like well I wasn't expecting that yeah it's funny I guess I was expecting the work to be hard, and I was expecting the social interactions to be hard, um, and those were both harder than I was I was really prepared for. Um, but I was also not expecting to care about people as much as I did. Um, a lot of the times, I feel kind of removed from people, um, but there's something about living with somebody for six months that you really get to know them and you care about them, even if maybe outside of this you wouldn't necessarily hang out with them. Uh, do you know Louis L'Amour? He wrote Westerns. Yes, I do. He had a line that said, Trail dust is thicker than blood. There you go. That's, <laughs> that, I think, captures it perfectly. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so where do you go from here? Oh, so um, I'm actually... I was an internet hire, so I didn't come from the seas before mm. this. Uh, but I bought into the program... I guess enough to. I'm gonna go back to a center. I'm gonna go back to San Luis Obispo right. and hopefully work for another six months at least. Okay. In, with the C's. Cool. Right on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any words of wisdom for anybody thinking about joining the program? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, it's probably gonna be harder than you think it is, and it's more worth it than you think it is. All right. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? That's it. Okay. <laughs> that was Maggie Jones with the Trinity Crew. And Maggie said one thing that I thought was especially profound. Um, you know, I ha- you have this image maybe um, of the rugged individualist, the Western outdoorsman, um, doesn't really need anybody else. Ruggedly self-sufficient, um, independent, and out there by himself. And that's the idea that I had before I went backcountry of 
what the outdoors is all about. You know, rugged individualism. Maggie said that the thing that surprised her the most was she was not expecting to care about people as much as she did. A lot of us, you know, introverts, um, individualists, we can have that idea. And a backcountry trail crew will say you straight on that. that, that, that you are strongest when you are knit into a team. And when you're put into these conditions, living in the same camp, working every day with the same people, you're going to be knit into that team. And you're going to make relationships and connections that you never dreamed were imaginable with people from all different walks of life that you never thought that you would be rubbing shoulders with. And when you're put together on a trail crew and you have to work together and live together, there's a special kind of bonding that goes on there. And, and, and Maggie felt that. And I think everybody that successfully completes a season on a backcountry trail crew experiences that. And Maggie, this winter has gone on to work with the Montana Conservation Corps. Uh, I've seen some posts on Facebook from her. And she's in Montana right now. And uh, Isaiah Van Dyke, uh, the last interview, I know he had planned on going to working in Kings Canyon this year. Uh, that didn't work out quite the way he thought. He is going to be working in Glacier National Park this year for NPS. So as, uh, as I'm recording this, he is on his way up to Montana for a season of trails that Glacier National Park. You're listening to CCC Hardcore, Stories of the California Conservation Corps, because every Corps member has a story that deserves to be told. And I wanted to expand on my disclaimer a little bit. I put it in every episode that the views expressed on this podcast represent those of the host and the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the California Conservation Corps or its sponsors. And the reason I do that, uh, if I go back to the first time I did this podcast, I was interviewing, uh, doing backcountry uh, debriefing interviews. One of the guys that I interviewed mentioned that the, the project work he did back at the center involved Caltrans projects. And he talked about how much he, he hated Caltrans projects. He didn't like them. And that's a valid opinion. I mean, if he doesn't like the type of work they did on Caltrans projects, I mean, that's his opinion. And, and, and that's cool. Uh, but Caltrans projects are, are an important part of the CCC program. And not everybody experiences them same, the same way. And so because he didn't like them, I mean, that's okay that that's his opinion. Uh, but that doesn't reflect the official CCC position on Caltrans projects, or obviously Caltrans position on Caltrans projects, or even necessarily the opinions of a lot of other corners on Caltrans projects. Uh, I plan to do a podcast in the future focusing on different project types, including Caltrans projects. And, you know, one of the reasons why people might not like Caltrans projects is because when they join the seas, they're thinking of fighting fires or fighting floods or doing a lot of the glamorous stuff. Well, a lot of the Caltrans projects involves the grunt work of, you know, weed whacking on the side of the freeway somewhere. It's, it's not real glamorous work, uh, but it's necessary. It needs to be done, even though it, it's not 
it's not glamorous. Corners are still picking up valuable skills doing it, you know, using a weed whacker, using chippers, using different kinds of equipment. I mean, they could take the experience they get from Caltrans projects when they leave the seas. They could pick up landscape maintenance jobs doing that. So that's why I do that disclaimer, because um, I, I, I want to record real stories. I want corners to be able to be real uh, with us here in these when they're telling their stories. And if I edit stuff out that doesn't really reflect the CCC opinion or the sponsor's opinion, then the corners aren't going to be real. And I'm interested in recording reality um, and not recruiting poster, you know, picture-perfect things. So now, on with the interviews. Make sure that thing's working. All right, so what's your name? Cherokee Smith. Cherokee Smith. I remember you, too. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right yeah. And you were on Yos Dos. Yos Dos, yeah. Okay. Um, what did you do before the Seas? Uh, shoot, well, I was in the Seas back in 2013. Um, I was on a trail crew in San Diego, mm -hmm. um, spiking out over there at Torrey Pines. Mm -hmm. So before that, I was just getting out of continuation school. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but okay. I mean, before backcountry, I was on a fire crew and everything. Okay. Uh, was it a Seas crew? No, it was uh, the Hot Shots, Golden Eagles, okay, and uh, San Diego on the on the res in San Diego, okay, Kumie. Um, yeah. All right. Well, how did you find out about this program? Oh, I just remembered it from way back. I got a lot of friends that do it and talk about it, mm -hmm. um, like way back in the day. Yeah, and um, they just. I don't know, kind of got me into it. All right. Yeah. What made you decide the time was right? Oh, man, just living at the fire station and, like, just, I don't know, being alone in San Diego a lot and just being alone on, like, fires a lot and then just, like, wanting to get away from everything, mm -hmm. kind of, like, uh, just escape everything, sort yeah. of, and kind of, like, I don't know, have time to think and just be by myself a little bit. Okay. More. Yeah. Did you find time to be by yourself on a backcountry crew? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but not, like, in a healthy way. Oh, really? Like, in a health. yeah, like, not not lonely. Okay. Like, have time to think. Mm -hmm. What was one of your biggest challenges back there? <sighs> um, keeping my cool, trying to be the mediator. Yeah, trying not to get involved in petty things. And um, just trying to stay professional. Okay. Um, did you learn any... Like particular skills or techniques or anything like that that helped you with that or someone's hot be cool <laughs> kind of thing okay um, yeah. not to respond to whatever it is that they're doing just yeah be stern but yeah. don't don't try to be crazy either mm -hmm. yeah. so where were you at in Yosemite I was in we were in Hetchy and then we moved on to Tiltil so all over the place mm -hmm. all right um, what's some of the cool places that you went that you're uh, you remember the most? Pate Valley, okay. for sure. Um, see the petroglyphs. We went out there like three times. Wow. And, and finally found it on the last one. Okay, and what are the petroglyphs? Um, they're native carvings, uh, Native American carvings on, um, on the rocks out there. Mm -hmm. And just ancient, they tell stories and all kinds of things. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything that surprised you? Like uh, when you hear about the backcountry and when you're joining, you, you might have some ideas about what it's going to be like and you get back there and you go, I didn't expect this. Uh, maintenance. <laughs> maintenance? Yeah. What's that? What's that? 
um, mopping, um, just basically uh, maintaining the trail, cutting back brush, um, opening it up for stock, and things like that. I was just expecting pure rock work, mm -hmm. but they had us uh, brushing, doing things like that. Mm -hmm. so people can find the trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's a good thing. Yeah, I was, just wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. uh, so where do you go from here? Um, I'm going down to LA. Um, I'll probably be going to the Cherokee Nation to um, go to school out there and um, try to get a degree in forestry, become a forest ranger, possibly. And just have like a some kind of degree, so okay. I can do something. Okay. Yeah. Any words of wisdom for anybody who might be thinking about joining the, the backcountry program? Um, just. Just be lighthearted about it. Um, going in 100% and don't expect anything, but um, you know, let yourself go, and then you'll get everything you need to out of it. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? Any thoughts on your season or anything? Um, no. I mean, it is it's it is what you make it. So. All right. That was Cherokee Smith with the 2018 Yosemite Two Crew. And we've heard from our share of core members uh, who have had various sorts of education uh, from college to junior college. Um, last year, we heard from a core member who uh, had just finished a, a JD and it was just, just short of the bar from being a practicing attorney. And we meet all kinds of people in the seas and on backcountry trails, and some of us uh, came up through the School of Hard Knocks, like uh, Cherokee Smith, uh, who brought a lot of life experience to his backcountry crew, having served on uh, the Native American Golden Eagles hotshot crew before he joined the backcountry trails. It's one of the uh, best things about this type of work is you find yourself uh, rubbing shoulders with people from all different types of backgrounds that you would never have uh, imagined that you would be hanging out with. If you were in the California Conservation Corps at any time uh, since it's been around 1976, um, you have stories that we want to hear, and I want to help you share your stories. Uh, doesn't matter what you did in the seas, doesn't matter how long you were in the program, I want to help you tell your story. Um, so you get in touch with me and, uh, and let me help you do that. There's several different ways that you can get in touch with me. Uh, you can get send me an email to grinningdwarf at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me on our Facebook page, uh, CCC Hardcore, uh, CCC colon Hardcore, C-O-R-P-S, just like California Conservation Corps. You can follow our stories there. Um, I update um, news events uh, that the CCC is involved in, um, and you can links to upcoming podcasts are there, and you can send me a message through the Facebook page, too. You can also send me uh, a text or leave me a voicemail at 530-410-4683. If you send me a text, that'll always get through, uh, but I'm pretty rural. If you call it, it's probably going to go to voicemail, uh, so make sure you leave a voicemail. Uh, say who you are, 
when you were in the seas, a little bit about what you did in the program, and I will get back to you uh, to help you tell your story. Because every Corps member has a story that deserves to be told. Okay, so what's your name? Uh, Jacob Gower. Okay, and uh, what did you do before the CCC? Uh, Before the CCC, I was in high school. So it was your first job out of it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was. How did you find out about it? Um, I got incredibly lucky because my cousin worked for John Muir, the charter school that partners with the CCC, and uh, uh, directed me to it, and I was in need of credits for a high school diploma, so. All right. Yeah. What center did you go to? Uh, San Luis Obispo. Okay. What kind of work did you do down there? Uh, a f- pretty varied mix. There was some ADA Trail, Americans with Disabilities Act. There was um, some tree felling and some restoration work for that. A lot of planting and uh, and just some standard Caltrans work, brushing roadsides and picking up trash and all okay. that. Um, so when did you learn about the backcountry program? Uh, during my orientation to the CCC, I, I heard about it and... Uh, I didn't really think it was something I'd ever do. It just sounded kind of neat. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to join the CCC, get my diploma, and then do something else. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. What made you want to try it? I started working, and in the process of getting my diploma, I fell in love with the work. And then uh, I thought about what I could do next, and backcountry was pretty high on the list. Okay, so what crew were you on? I was on uh, Stanislaus crew in 2014. Okay. Um, C1 was Adam Zamastil, and we, we moved around a fair bit, so all right. it wasn't just the Stanislaus. But. So where, did, where all were you? Uh, we started in Big Basin State Park and throughout that whole area with Año uh, Nuevo, um, Henry Cowell, uh, blanking on the rest of the names. And, and there the were so many. At, and the terrain over at Big Basin, that's not the Sierras, right? No, it What's is not. Like? It is uh, entirely coastal. It is where the coastal redwoods are, the... Uh, Gigantic Semperverance. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they taught us that out yeah. there, yeah. if I'm remembering right. You spent the first part of the season at Big Basin and doing that coastal stuff, and then where'd you go? Uh, from there, we went to the Yola Bullies and the Middle Eel, uh, Middle Eel Wilderness, uh, just south of Shasta Trinity. Okay. Um, technically, I think within Shasta Trinity National or National Park, mm-hmm. or at least uh, no National Forest. National oh, Forest. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then from there, from there we went to the Emigrant Wilderness in the Stanislaus National Forest. Okay, I remember and, that one pretty clearly. And that's in the Sierras, right? It is. It is. It is um, kind of central Sierras, uh, just north of Yosemite, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, south of Carson Iceberg area. Okay. So, what kind of work did you do there? Uh, throughout there, it was a good amount of logging, um, trail maintenance, rock work, and. Uh, yeah, that's that about it, really. Okay. Um, logging out, we did out there because it's national forest and uh, the wilderness out there. They have restrictions on gas-powered tools, so it was all crosscut okay. or a uh, misery whip mm-hmm. or uh, old-school lumberjack yeah. saw, depending on what you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So what was your biggest challenge that first season? Uh, that first season, biggest challenge was um, trying to stay positive. I mean, it's it's... It can feel like such a slog when you're out there and around the same people constantly. And if you don't necessarily get along with everybody, it can 
it can be a serious challenge. Okay. Um, so how do what ways do you find to, to work with that? Uh, what I've been thinking about a lot recently, and what I thought about then too, was just being grateful for where you are. I'm gonna sound a little, what's the word? Not pompous, conceited, or something. But I I, I think about uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. You ever read T. S. Eliot. Oh yeah. Um, like the four quartets. Uh, there's a, a a line in one of them. Uh, it's in the Dry Self Ages, the third, and it's towards the end. Um, for most of us, there is only the unintended moment, the moment in and out of time, lost in a shaft of sunlight. And it goes on past that, but I, I kind of latched onto that phrase to mean like life happens in the small moments you might not be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And if you stop and appreciate those moments and be grateful for those moments, life feels a lot better. And it's pretty easy to appreciate the moments out in the wilderness because they are so incredibly unique and right. so beautiful. So what did you do after your season? Uh, after my season, I honestly, I tried to leave trails. I tried to go back <laughs> to school. Uh, I thought I thought I would do something else and uh, work part-time and get a degree and move on to something else, but wasn't wasn't in the cards. Okay. So yeah. when, when did you what uh, when did you go back to trails? Um, 2016. Okay. So it was about a year off. Mm-hmm. Um, a year of kind of figuring out what didn't didn't work, and then uh, yeah, wound okay. up. And where was that at? Uh, when I wasn't doing trails. When you got back to trails. When I got back to trails, Yosemite. Okay. Uh, I got very lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just started applying everywhere, and then uh, crossing my fingers for Yosemite and Kings Canyon. Those were the big two. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I was waiting and got a phone call, and the first thing he said to me was, uh, Jacob Gower, yes. All right, the first thing you're going to do is call Ben Herbert and say thank you. (laughs) Who's Ben Herbert? Uh, He was my old C1 at San Luis Obispo. Okay. And I worked with him for two years, and then he had been, uh, for a period of time, he was a C1 for the Backcountry Trails program in Yosemite, and he was also a foreman uh, for Yosemite National Park for the uh, backcountry trails crews okay. uh, in Yosemite. So you've been working uh, Yosemite since 2016? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's my third year. All right. And, uh, first <clears throat> year I've gotten to work with core members again. Okay. It's and what's the difference between being on a backcountry crew as a first season core member versus... <laughs> being uh, on this a, side a, of things? Yeah, being a sponsor who's got a few right. seasons under your belt. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say confidence, but that's still being worked on, uh, frankly. Yeah. Uh, all those little uncertainties that crop up in your head. It's easier to like say, okay, I know this part. I know I know how to brush. I know how to do a little bit of rock work. But then you still find those situations where you're wondering if you're doing the right thing or if you're making the right call as you're teaching somebody. And that's, I mean, I guess the biggest difference is I guess I, I, I do feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel a little older and a little more sore, but, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes it feels exactly the same and uh <laughs> just like i'm still learning right on yeah. <laughs> right on any words of wisdom for anybody thinking about trying out the backcountry program i'd say that anybody could do it i mean one of the people on my crew was from new york and had never been camping once in their life they had never seen stars from what they said and uh they wound up making it through they wound up kicking it or I don't know if I can say that <laughs> they wound up uh, 
doing a hell of a job and having a hell of a season and going on to do some pretty some pretty amazing stuff. All right. Right uh, yeah, anybody can do it. Okay. Just uh, stick with it. Right. That was Jacob Gower, uh, former corner 2014 Backcountry Trails, who is now employed by the National Park Service at Yosemite National Park. So that's one of the concrete benefits that spending some time in this ECC or on trail crews can do. Uh, can lead to a job, can lead to a pretty good career in the outdoors. <laughs> So what's your name? Julio Limon. Okay, and you're on the Inyo crew. Inyo crew. Uh, what'd you do before the seas? I was in. Uh, well, before the seas, I was in uh, in the military. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was in the Navy. Right on. Yeah. What'd you do in the Navy? I was a logistics specialist. Okay. What's uh, that mean? What does supply. that do? Um, I worked in uh, shipping and receiving, so we ordered materials from like as small as pen and paper to like nuclear reactor parts for the the, power, the nuclear power plants that run the ship. Okay. And so then after the Navy. Um, I got out and um, I had a couple months off. I got out in February and uh, I was just living off my savings, so, you know, relaxing for a bit and then um, try to sign up for something, try mm-hmm. to do something else. I didn't want to keep working in that kind of route. Yeah. Um, so my buddy, one of my friends, he's on the Pomona mm-hmm. um, Center, he, um, he told me to join the Seas and I looked at it and I was like, ah, I don't know if I really want to do this as minimum wage. Um, it's like, I'll just do it for the summer. I ended up joining. Mm-hmm. And um, did the fire crew, the okay. wildland firefighter last season. Out of Pomona? No, uh, I, no, South Lake Tahoe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Center. So then you found out about the backcountry program in the seas? Uh, yeah, I actually found out in the beginning in, um, um, when I was in comics, like the first week. Okay. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's not for me. <laughs> I'm not here for that. Sounds like it changed between Comet and uh, the, like the next January. Yeah, it, uh, it changed the day that uh, Adam came, that same day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, he went there and, uh, you know, he. In this, I was going to try to skip out of the presentation trying to do stuff around. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to join backcountry anyways. And I got caught and uh, like, no, you have to go. And I was like, all right. I was like, I was like be respectful. And I was like, okay. So I joined, um, I went, and like in the first five minutes, I think um, one of the biggest things that attracted me was uh, the sobriety part. I was uh, having a lot of um, issues like with alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, all uh, right. Yeah, I feel like I needed a change. All right. So you got here and you went to Inyo. Where were you at in Inyo? Um, we were working on Bishop Pass. So, um, through the, we went in through the, the South Lake um, Trailhead and I'm um, like three miles in. Okay. So working on Bishop Pass. And what kind of work were you doing? Uh, mostly rock work in Inyo, mm-hmm. um, in the backcountry. Had you ever done rock work before? No, never. <laughs> How'd you like that? I loved it. I fell in love with it. All I'm right. Trying to make a career out of it now. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right on. Uh, what was the hardest part of the season for you? Uh, I think the hardest part was uh, the community aspect, um, was um, which I thought I, I came in more prepared being in the Navy, being mm-hmm. on a ship, and um, having to work with the same people that I was going to be spending my weekends with, mm-hmm. uh, and not only my friends and family, but um, also co-workers. I think, I think that's the hardest part. You can't run away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So how did you deal with that? Um, well, I... I'm a pretty open person, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean it wasn't it wasn't hard to act on it, but it was um, like community. I've, I have a I tend to be a, I guess a, <laughs> I have a the, like the military background, so I'm a little more straightforward. Uh, everybody says the asshole, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just having to 
to like change the way I talk around people, even though I didn't mean something, and you know, it takes taking out of place. Yeah. Um, and just, just I think having to change, um, even in third party, if I'm talking to like a friend who, you know, who I can joke around like that, mm-hmm. having another like person hear that and you know take offense to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, actually, just changing a mindset. I think. Were any, were there any surprises for you during the season? Um, like what sort? Of? Like when you went in, you were expecting backcountry to be a certain way, and then you got there, and it's like, wow, I didn't expect oh, that. Oh yes, uh, I was expecting backcountry to be a lot more. Um, um, so the way I like I understood that country was going to be was going to be uh, people who you know, I was I guess I was expecting people who who have been working hard and stuff like that and um you know getting there and there's people who haven't had a like an actual labor job and stuff like that and I think that was the biggest surprise mm-hmm. and uh, you know people who haven't worked um, like long hours um, and stuff like that I think that was that was a pretty big surprise to me yeah. Um, how did people handle that? Did people grow with that? Oh, definitely. People definitely grew. Um, you know, it was harder for others and um, for some than it was for others. But I, I definitely, there, there was a huge change from the beginning of the season when yeah. we started. And um, towards the end, definitely we all grew. I mean, everybody grew yeah, individually and as a crew. Right on. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite place that you went to visit when you were back there? Oh. I think it's between two places. It's um, Keyhole, mm-hmm. which is a, a pass, and instead of going over it, you go through it because the rocks have collapsed on top of it. Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, Mount Split, which is uh, the first 14,000 uh, peak that I've done. All right. Right on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so where do you go from here? Um, I'm going back to my center just um, to have a job in the meantime. Okay. Um, and from there, um, um, depending on the... Um, you know where I get accepted. I'm gonna to try to apply for NPS, uh, Kings okay. Canyon, Yosemite. Okay. Um, and then uh, maybe also I met somebody um, on the show who uh, also offered to go into um, to become a smoke jumper, but I kind of want to keep going. Yeah. The trail, trail work. All right. That's kind of changed my way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody who might be thinking about joining the program? Do it. <laughs> Send it. All right. Right on. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> All right. He's a great program. All right. I feel like it definitely changed my life. So. Cool. Right on. And that was Julio Lamone on the 2018 Inyo crew. And Julio uh, brought an interesting skill set with him. Probably one of the few jobs that would prepare you for the social aspect of living on a trail crew. Um, being Serving on a Navy ship, that's certainly similar to being on a trail crew, working and... Uh, living with the same people constantly. Um, so he brought a skill set that uh, let him cope with that a little bit better. And he also brought the, the hard work ethic of being a, a cornber and uh, working at a center, um, firefighting, all that sort of things. And what surprised him uh, was people who had been selected for a backcountry trail crew who had not done that sort of heavy work before. You heard him say that they grew, they learned, they adapted to the job. They learned. Uh, I'm sure Julio had something to do with teaching them how to work hard. And But I guarantee that every one of those other people brought something to the table to that trail crew uh, that I, I'm sure even Julio learned from the other people. And that's going to be it for the interviews on this episode of CCC Hardcore. Remember, if you're a former core member and want to tell your story, 
get in touch with me and we can set something up to tell your story. You can contact me through email at grinningdwarf at gmail.com. You can contact me through the Facebook page, CCC Hardcore, or you can text or leave a voicemail at 530-410-4683. And before we head out, I want to mention a guy who's very special to me. Uh, you might have remembered from an earlier podcast, uh, kind of kind of my mentor for and a mentor for a lot of people who went through Del Norte Center, uh, Dr. Robert Cox. Uh, he was pretty sick last fall. In fact, we found out at the briefing he had been diagnosed with a, a pretty aggressive form of cancer, and the prognosis was not good. Uh, they sent him home with hospice care, and they didn't think he was going to be around very long. But he turned around. He improved. He was strong. I was able to visit him in November with my son, and we spent the night at his house, and he was strong, uh, coherent, and and in good spirits, uh, but he was still in, in hospice care. Well, a few weeks ago, uh, Bob took a turn for the worse, and Bob passed away a couple of a weeks ago. Uh, so send my condolences to family and, and friends of Bob Cox, and we are all going to miss him. And I have some good material lined up that I'm going to be covering uh, with the podcast um, involving Bob Cox. Uh, just the unique way that uh, that he and the staff at Del Norte tried to address discipline and corner development. And the Bob Cox, I'm not sure how many of you are aware of this, but Bob Cox was instrumental in getting the John Muir Charter School off the ground, which uh, today is a, a prime part of the corner development mission of the CCC. Bob was uh, an instrumental part in getting, getting that started um, all those years ago at Del Norte Center. So we're going to go out with our closing music from the Tall Pines at Boogie Part 1. And we will catch you next time with more backcountry interviews on CCC Hardcore. Hey, Bob, don't worry about it. We got this. Oh,